0: Hey, Mariah, welcome to our ninth episode of the Hustle and Bustle podcast. What are we talking about today?
1: Well, today we're going to take a very brief dive into the art world. Um, (laughs) Art has been around for a very long time. It's debated when the earliest art pieces were created, mainly because it's not always easy to determine whether a piece from prehistory or ancient time periods was specifically created with the sole purpose of serving as art or if it had other intentions, sometimes it's up to the archeologists or the scientists to make assumptions about what purpose the thing served. Um, I've seen accounts that they have dated art pieces as old as the stone age, around 30,000 BC. Um, They've also found cave paintings in Indonesia France and Spain that consist of hand stencils and animals estimated at over 40,000 years old. Some historians actually point to art originating in Africa as far back as 100,000 years ago. The oldest oil paintings were found to be in Afghanistan, uh, which I found interesting because we usually assume it's in Europe. Um, the most known art periods are the Stone Age, as previously mentioned, which yielded a stone hinge. The Mesopotamian period, which gave us the gates of Ishtar, which are actually quite beautiful. I do recommend you look them up. They, A part of them still stands. They're this gorgeous, beautiful dark blue color with gold animals painted all over it. And it's bordered in gold as well. It's stunning. Um, We have the Egyptian period, which provides us the great pyramids and the bust of Nefertiti. And then we have the Greek and Hellenistic period, which is around 850 BC. And we get a lot of our big monuments like the Parthenon. Um, The Roman period, which gave us the Colosseum. Uh, we also get a lot of Celtic and Gothic art from the Middle Ages. The Renaissance is probably the most popular, and it gave us the greats like Botticelli and, of course, three of the Ninja Turtles, <laughs> Leonardo, Michelangelo, and Raphael. The Baroque period, from which we get Caravaggio, Rembrandt, and the Palace of Versailles, which also was built during the Baroque period. Um, there are so many others, other time periods in uh, history uh, that are art considered like major art periods. I'm honestly very surprised that we didn't learn about all of them, um, but each of them yielded some amazing architecture as well as painting sculptures and other pieces that we've definitely heard of. We also get like the Mona Lisa, which I found out it was valued at more than, Eight hundred and sixty-seven million dollars. I don't know if anybody knew that. Um, then we, of course, we have the the David and the Sistine Chapel ceiling, which I actually saw in person. It is very stunning. Um, and of course, the Scream, just to name a few of some of the famous ones we have heard of. Frida Kahlo. Um, she's one of the modern uh, artists of our time, and she actually incorporated a lot of tragedy in her art. You should definitely look up some of her pieces. Um, I'd like to do an episode on her because she had a very interesting life and was a very interesting person. Um, We also have Jean-Michel Basquette Who was a neo-expressionist artist in New York Um, There's Jacob Lawrence Aaron Douglas um, From the Harlem Renaissance Who you don't get to hear a lot about um, and they, of course, there's a lot of beautiful Asian art as well. Um, I fear, though, most people only know about those beautiful crashing waves by Hokusai, the Japanese artist. The art world is so vast and involved that there's no way we could cover it over just even a season's worth of podcast <laughs> And I find it a shame because there's so many pieces and artists that don't get mentioned. And I would love to do an episode on like female artists of the past, like Kiyohara Tama, who um, she's one of the artists that I feel like is overshadowed by a lot of the greats. Um, another thing I was surprised at... Was was the amount of minorities used in art during the Renaissance period. There's quite a bit of art that used Black models such as Bathsheba at her toilet painted in 1594. Um, Monet actually used a lot of Black artists and so did Matisse. Um, the most expensive painting sold to date was Salvatore Mundi by Da Vinci which sold for four hundred and fifty point three million dollars in two thousand seventeen, um, there was also Gustav Klimt, who his painting "The Woman in Gold" that sold for one hundred and thirty five million. Um, I actually like his work, and he uses a lot of gold in his. And then Picasso's "Women of Algiers" sold for one hundred and seventy nine million dollars. So, art is a great investment.
0: I would say so. Uh, and it's interesting that you bring it up because uh, today we're talking about NFTs, which stands for non-fungible tokens. And like uh, cryptocurrency, like Bitcoin, it's known as a fungible token, that kind of currency, um, which means that one Bitcoin can be traded for another Bitcoin and it has the same value. And NFT is a non-fungible token, which means that it's, they simply cannot be traded for one another. Um, it's like trading an Apple For an orange, yeah, they're both fruits, but an apple isn't an orange. An NFT is a digital asset that represents a real-world object like art, music, in-game items, and videos. They're bought and sold online, often with cryptocurrency, and they're generally encoded with the same software as many cryptocurrencies are. Now, NFTs are generally one of a kind, or at least are one of a very limited run, and have unique identifying codes. They have been used to sell ownership uh, of everything from works of art online to random tweets. Selling digital art through NFT the NF3, NFT route <laughs> creates a type of digital scarcity. Now, it might surprise you to know that although they've been around since 2014, NFTs are just gaining notoriety now because they're becoming an increasingly popular way to buy and sell digital artwork. Since November 2017, a staggering $174 million have been spent on NFTs. Many NFTs, at least now in the early days, um, have been digital creations that are already already exist in some kind of um, art form elsewhere, like an iconic video clip from an NBA game, or a securitized version of digital art that's floating around on in Instagram. One of the most famous NFTs of the moment was created by a digital artist called Mike Winkleman. Um, he comp- he comp- he put it. He crafted a composite of five thousand daily drawings to create. Um, a what is called every days, the first 5,000 days, an NFT which sold for a record breaking $69.3 million. Now, Anyone can view this, right? They can view the entire collage of images online for free. And so if you're wondering, why would somebody have spent millions of dollars on something they can already see for free? um, It's basically because the NFT allows the buyer to own the original item. Now, not only that, it contains a built-in authentication, which serves as proof of ownership. So collectors really value what is basically a digital bragging right they value that almost more than the art itself (laughs) now what are they used for blockchain technology and nfts afford artists and content creators um, a unique opportunity to monetize their stuff for example artists no longer have to rely on galleries or auction houses to sell their art instead the artist can go directly to their audience or their consumer which also lets them keep more of the profits and something I found really interesting that in addition to that, um, artists can program royalties. So they'll receive a percentage of sales whenever their art is sold to a new owner. And the question really is at the end of all this, you know, should you buy them? Um, a crypto site, um, called Protos reported on Wednesday that NFTs tracked in the non-fungible token.com database peaked on on May 3rd. And that day they booked $102 million worth of NFT transactions in a single day. That seven day period surrounding the peak brought in $170 million in transactions. But in the past week, the numbers collapsed to 19.4 million in the NFT sales. That's a 90% drop from the peak. So I think the answer to the question is really subjective. You know, if you're buying NFTs as an investment, it's risky because the features are so uncertain. And at the end of the day, an an NFT's value is really based entirely on what somebody else is willing to pay for it. And so demand is really going to drive up that price. But if you're buying NFTs as an emotional thing, because you really like that piece of art or that piece of digital uh, current uh, artwork, then I think it's worth it. But what do you think, Mara?
1: Um, actually, I've considered uh, buying NFTs. I will say that they are extremely high risk, so I'm kind of afraid of them. Um, what are you? What are your thoughts on the Mona Lisa? I'm really curious because I was not amazed when I saw it. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I also seen the Mona Lisa in person, and it was um, hyped up. I think it, I don't know that it's worth the hype, <laughs> but I'd love to get uh, our viewers' opinion. Uh, drop us a line on Instagram. <laughs>